Welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast. This podcast focuses on helping us understand the process of loss with the help of those who are living it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and today I want to shift things a bit and try to reduce the usual intro you typically hear at the beginning of each episode. I want to dive in as quickly as we possibly can. If you know someone dealing with grief, please, please share this podcast, as I'm certain there is at least one episode that they can identify with, and in turn, it may help them move forward on their journey with grief. Now, the podcast can be found at Spotify and Apple Podcasts or directly on my website, journeytograteful.com. So thank you once again for listening. I do appreciate you giving me your time, and I hope, in some small way, this podcast can make a difference in your life. Now let's get into the episode. like to introduce you to and welcome on today's episode my new friend Angela Batista. Angela and I met at the Momentum Workshop event in November 2021 hosted by Disney podcaster and entrepreneur Lou Mangello. I was fortunate enough to speak at this event in Orlando, Florida, Disney World specifically, and in my presentation I detailed my story losing my wife and how and why I created this podcast. Angela was moved to approach me and she shared with me her story and the loss of her mother when Angela was in college. And from that moment, I knew I would have to have her as a guest as she has not only shared an experience with me and my family, but she is a light in an otherwise lightless experience. And I wanted to share that with you. So let's get into my chat with Angela. So, Angela, my good new friend, gosh, we were just talking before we started recording about how much life has changed over the last two years. And Mm -hmm. I don't even know if we even knew each other two years ago, did we? No. Yeah. Not even a year ago. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And I and I love these new friends of mine that I have uh, cultivated over the last year or two. And Angela yep. is definitely one of them. I'm going to just have you introduce yourself. Let us know why you're here and who you are. Yeah. So my name is Angela Batista, and I am from originally born and raised in Massachusetts. Um, I now live in Rhode Island. So, you know, I'm still very much in that New England bubble. <laughs> yep. Um, I am, you know, I am the daughter of immigrants which I am so proud of, you know, that we have this true American dream. Um, and I married the son of more immigrants who I was just so fortunate to come across, find him through our social circle, through our parents who were great friends. And Excellent. that's a, a huge theme in our life. Um, so, you know, we met, Tim, you and I met at Momentum yep. back in the fall And I felt this immediate pull (laughs) toward you. Um, And it's, it's so interesting because when I first listened to your story of Colleen and your children, um, I immediately felt this heat wave over me uh, because I lived your story, but from Karen's perspective, from your daughter's perspective, I, when I was in my 20s, um, I was nearly done with college. 
And we got the devastating diagnosis that my mother had a brain tumor. And so she was diagnosed with a glioblastoma. It was stage four. You know, you usually find those later in, in their development. And, you know, we were very honestly told that we have about 15 months left with her. And that is pretty much what we got. Um, And so this was in 2003. Um, (laughs) So much has changed in our world, you know, with with the internet and research and support groups and and everything. Um, And so we we just held on tight to those 15 months as, as close as we possibly could. Um, and so in that time of, of hearing you tell your story, you know, I, I just, I felt in so many ways, all of those emotions flooding back. Um, particularly you broke me. (laughs) 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 You broke me when you mentioned Colleen's, um, 50th birthday because my mother's diagnosis was only a month after she turned 50. Wow. Everything really, you know, fell full circle for me in that respect. You know, I, like I said, I, I, I felt this immense tug to you, to the family and that there are stories or lessons that can be learned between the two of us. There are things that we can share Exactly why we're here. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And it's amazing how parallel your journey yep. was uh, and yep. my journey and slash my daughter. And that's that's really what we want to touch upon is for you to shine a light and give us insights as to how, how did it affect you? How in the yep. world did you get through mm. that? particular part of this journey and of course the years past. Yeah. It's been it's been 17 years now since my mother passed away. Um she passed on November 18th, 2004. We were exactly a week out from Thanksgiving. So oh. we had to <laughs> go through all of those holiday motions and still yeah. continue. And at that age, I was 24 at the time and we felt that, you know, it was almost better that we had the holidays because we had so much family. We constantly had the support of family around us. So it wasn't really something that we dreaded happening. Um, It was something that we very much welcomed. So that year wasn't about gifts. It was more about just having family together. Absolutely. What a nice, what a nice uh, way to enter the holiday season with that particular mindset, because you could have gone either way, honestly. And you guys chose to be thankful that you had that time that um, was a normal time for family, which Mm -hmm. ironically helped you greatly through that period of time. It did. And we took the opportunity with that to we gave gifts that were in memory of my mother. Wonderful. We actually created for our family um, calendars with, you know, pictures of her and other sure. family members throughout the years. Um, we created a CD of her greatest hits. You uh, know, remember back when you used to burn CDs? Love that. <laughs> love it. It's like a mixtape um, for mom. It, it was. It was a mixtape. It was um, called Viv's Greatest Hits. My mother's name was Vivian. 
And so it was Viv's greatest hits. And, you know, we were able to make the label with, with all of her favorite things, strawberries all over it. Those were, those were her favorites. Um, so it was, it was a great way to honor her. Um, you know, but I'd love to touch upon what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, which was how I've really evolved and, and how I've really tried to deal with her loss at a really young age, at a very, yep. you know, impressionable age. Pivotal um, age. Pivotal, exactly. I mean, I I was able to finish college and she was there for me at my graduation seven days after a tumor resection that she actually... <laughs> Wow. I'm still floored. That's that one she, strong woman. She was able to show up. Oh yeah. It was, it mm -hmm. was incredible. Um, you know, I'm not really sure when I came up with this kind of philosophy or mantra of, you know, I had my season of life with her. I had my season of love yep. to yep. take from, um, you know, the Broadway production rent. Um, yep. love that. Love that song. That, Oh. That was so important to me. In high school is when Rent really came out. Um, and I never got to see it with my mom, but she knew how much I loved that production. She knew how much I loved that soundtrack. And so at some point through my journey in the last 17 years, something struck with me in that, which I've just continued to repeat to myself, repeat to others who have had a loss um focus in on your season of love or season of life with that person yeah. and where you know find that contentness and where can you now concentrate on a new season of love or life with another person um in growing up we grew up in a very culturally rich family um where my my parents were both portuguese and it was an interesting it was an interesting upbringing dad was very much like the king of his castle uh -huh. and he had three daughters and a wife and you know he had always wanted that son and he never got that son um and there was a little bit of like disgruntled in him um we never had <laughs> we never had a very close relationship with our father Oh. And, you know, it was sad at the time um, because we never, we just never felt close. We never had a bond. We never had something that we related on. Yeah. And so as hard as it was to see my mother go, to see that confidant, that best friend, that person that I would pick up the phone for multiple times a day, yep. I look at this gift that I have with my dad. and. I've learned so much more from him. I've, we've shared in so much. Um, his grandchildren have softened him a little bit. I, I feel like he's happier now. It's such an interesting shift of life, but I, I'm so grateful now to have that new season with yes. him. Yes. When I've closed the door on my season with her. And um, because of what she went through with your mother, you can even more appreciate 
what you now have with your father. It's, it's really, it's an odd blessing, but it's a blessing. You know, I never would have imagined being in this position today. Um, you know, caring for him now that he's aging, he's 77, he's Mm -hmm. starting to slow a little bit. Um, but just being able to, to do the day-to-day stuff with him, um, and be grateful that I know a little bit more about him now than I did as a child. You know, how, uh, it, if I may ask, how yeah. um, how did he deal with the loss? And did and I'm basing this basically off of what you've been t- explaining mm-hmm. to me as your new season with him. Has it opened him up? Has it uh, has it? You know, you've mentioned that he has softened thanks to the grandchildren, mm-hmm. and that's fantastic. Um, did he did he become part more more part of your life? because of the loss? Did he yes soften no. that way? The beginning was still, was very raw. Um, and if you know anything about a, a very European type man, sure. um, he was very guarded. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't know his grief came out in anger. Um, oh, yeah. There was probably a good solid year of just his, he didn't know how to express himself. Um, And he never, you know, he was never able to go through therapy. Just, it wasn't something, it wasn't a concept that he would agree with. Mm -hmm. Um, But he actually became very ill about a year after my mother passed. He ended up with a staph infection. Wow. Um, Yeah, it was, it was really scary. Um, It had formed in his neck after some dental work. Um, and he needed emergency surgery and, and there was quite a bit of time that he was very, very ill. And at that point, my sister looked at us and said, my older sister said, you know, this is our wake up call. This is the only parent that we have left and we need to figure out between us, um, how to make this work and how to proceed in the best way that we possibly can. Yeah. And that was, it, it was a huge scare. I couldn't imagine at like 25, 30, and my younger sister at the time was 17, how we would have gone on to lose both parents. Yeah. And you so know? quickly. Yes. And so quickly. Um, we, we were babies. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. really were. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was truly incredible to have that all change, you know, that, that pivotal moment in which that light bulb went off and, and we said, we really need to, to, to figure out how to get us all through this grief together and move forward. Um, and so, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. He, he can still get pretty angry sometimes. He just, his, his mentality is different. He was really brought up old school and you kind of shove it all down in you. Yeah. That Um, formed and and that formed his personality. That, that truly is who he is based on his upbringing, based on his experiences. Yes. And we can't, we can't deny that. No. And we were blessed that his, um, his youngest sister really took us all in 
and oh, she wonderful. has cared for us. She cares for him. Oh my gosh, she's an angel. Um, <laughs> she cares for him and she does the best that she can for us as well. Um, so, you know, that that's a whole different season that I, I didn't anticipate on either that, sure, sure. that yeah. I would have this relationship with her, you know, that I do now. Um, and then seeing how my kids have their relationship with her as well. It's really, really cool. Um, but one other really special part, it's ironic to say this special part of losing my mother. Um, yeah, is understand. That I got- get it. <laughs> I get it. I know it's, it's odd, but I think most of the listeners will understand a comment like that where outsiders would be like, what? You need a blessing. Yep. You need a blessing. Um, is my husband. Is she brought me back to my husband, um, Ah. at the time. So as, as I mentioned, you know, we, we live in very, um, culturally social networks. Um, in an area where there are a lot of immigrants from, from the same country. And my, at, at the time he had been my boyfriend, we had dated for a little bit of time. He lived about an hour away from me. Um, and then we broke up and we went to college and, and we did our thing. There was always that tie, you know, between the two of us, but we needed some space. And in my mother getting ill, he he jumped. He came, he drove down to see her as quickly as he possibly could. Wonderful. And he never left her side. So, wow. and then he also never left my side. Wonderful. Um, and the, the joke has always been <laughs> he was the son that she never had. He was the son <laughs> my father never had. Sure, sure. And um you know, and that my mother loved him more than she loved her daughters. <laughs> <laughs> and he will say it to this day. And, and it's true. She had the soft spot for him that yeah. could not be matched. Um, and, and he adored her. So, you know, I am forever indebted to the fact that she got us back together sure. in the place sure. that we needed to be. And, you know, it's, it's a blessing that you can count. It's another season. She must have been very into. proud of herself. I know, right? <laughs> well, we we jokingly tell the story that when we dated as teenagers, she sat me down and she said, You can't mess this up. Wow. Because our families go back generations. Sure, sure. And so if something happens and you break up at any point, you can't tell me that you don't want to see his parents, that you don't want to see his family. You need to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because that's always going to be part of the the future. Yeah. They will always be part of our family. And that's just the end of the story. Um, And it's true. And it's incredible to see how um, both of our families are from a little village on an Island in the middle of the Atlantic ocean, but we truly do go back to our grandparents where they knew each other. So, you know, just one more blessing to kind of tie into all of that. Um, You know, she, she's our angel. She really is. Her picture sits above our kitchen table. So that way she's there at the head of the table and in the place where she always loved to be cooking and, and feeding for her family. Um, 
you need to honor that. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it hurts. It hurts every day. Yes. Um, definitely. But you know, you continue to tell the stories. My boys ask about her. What would she have liked about this? What, what would she have thought? Um, you know, they, she'll always be there watching over them. That is wonderful how you mentioned that, you know, you basically as a family have made sure that her memory not only lives on in you, but it lives on in, in your children who never met her and they, they are enamored with her, her presence still and her history because of what you guys have, have created so yeah. much so that they are still asking questions uh, to to understand who she really was. That yeah. is wonderful. Yeah, that is absolutely wonderful. I that, can't that, imagine life any other way. Absolutely, absolutely, and it yeah. just it comes naturally for you guys because that's who you were, that's who you yep. are, that's who you are as a family, and uh, that actually kind of. Uh, parallels with uh my daughter as you know my wife was previously married um Mm -hmm. her daughter our daughter karen was nine months old and her husband uh drowned and it was on the fourth of july he had epilepsy and that was a contributing factor uh it was very important to us always that he be part of whatever we did that we did not uh, shy away from talking about him. In fact, his friends, I think it was uh, two years after he passed, they were avid golfers, the high school buddies and the college Mm -hmm. buddies. So they put together a golf tournament, a uh, invitational to raise money for epilepsy and to, to do that in memory of him. And for our daughter, that is heck for our two sons. They all three so enjoy that particular golf outing because that is certainly for our daughter where she would hear stories of her, her father from her, his friends that grew up with him that went through so many life changes with him. So you doing basically the same thing for yeah. your mother, for those, those grandchildren, uh, that is, that is absolutely priceless and talk yeah. about a season, a season of love. That is definitely mm-hmm. a season of love. Now I have to yeah. ask you a question about your siblings, because mm-hmm. I, I certainly know with, uh, with my three kids, the, the boys are, uh, 14 and 15 and my daughter is 23 that's now and my wife passed uh, in July of 2020 so it was a year and a half ago yeah uh, they have definitely always been close and they have helped each other through this how have you and your sisters when you were going through everything how did your relationships form and grow with uh, preparing for that loss and then after the loss yeah, it's um it's been challenging to say the least. Um we are we're spread apart in ages. Yeah. My I, I'm being in the middle, my older sister is five years older than me, my younger sister is eight years older than me. Eight years younger than me, I'm sorry. Um 
When my mother passed, we had some drama. We had some extended family drama, mm-hmm. um, which resulted in my younger sister stepping away from our immediate family. Okay. Um, so at the time she was 16, she was very impressionable. Um, yeah. as you know, you know, having teenagers, um, and she didn't seek the, the therapy that she probably should have sought out. Um, she was not okay with giving my dad a chance the way that my, my older sister and I were, you know, it, it is what it is. And I can only take care of myself. And that age Um, is a tough age, no matter what on, on the best of days. And she was going through a lot and her, her actions speak uh, volumes about her age at the time. Right. And we couldn't help the fact that um, very unfortunately, my mother, my mother was never very upfront and honest with her on how terminal her, her cancer was. And so she kept on waiting for my mother to turn around. And so that was really difficult at the end for her to make that realization that, okay, this is, this is really happening. Mom's not leaving hospice. Um, So that, that was really hard. So moving forward, that's something else that I've always thought about is, you know, the honesty that I have with my children in what may be going on within our lives, their Mm -hmm. grandparents, you Mm -hmm. know, um, keeping it at their level, Mm -hmm. but still maintaining that honesty. Uh, My older sister and I, um, we are what each other has, like this is what what we've got left. And Mm -hmm. she and I are are extremely close. Um, I only wish that she lived closer to me. so that we could be closer. Um, she's about an hour away up in Boston. Um, but you know, she and I are, are constantly checking in on each other, um, constantly doing what we can for our father, you know, because he is the only parent that we have left at this point. And this is what, what we've got to do. Um, and even for her, um, her children's grandparents don't live close by. So even for her kids, my dad is really the only grandparent that they have in the area. Um, so we're, we're constantly trying to get together, have our kids be together. She honored my mother by, by naming her daughter Vivian. So oh, we have that legacy to move on. Wonderful. With. It is really oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, you could see it in, in her attitude sometimes, or you can see it in her smile, which is so cool. Um, she says that, that she's got a sweet tooth and we were like, Oh, that's just like your grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So cool to see. Um, so it's just, you know, we, we all knew that one of us would honor my mother in that way because it's, it's a beautiful name. Um, and so, you know, we call her all of the nicknames that my mother had, you know, it's either Vivian or Viv or Vivi or whatever it may be. Um, so it is really, really great to see, um, you know, it's, it's hard to think of having another sibling 
that you don't communicate with, but I, I, I can't help but chalk it to another season. Yes. You know, that yeah, was our season, you know, as kids, um, you know, my older sister had gone off to college, but she and I were still home together. And so we still, you know, we had that childhood together. I can't look back and I, I can't just feel depressed about one more thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need to look at it in a different light. So um, it was just another season. And if it's meant to be someday, it will then be. It will be. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And and through it all, I think that uh, there's always going to be growth, no matter no matter what that experience is. There there can always be growth. And it's yeah. interesting that you um, you talk about you know you you can't you can't focus on certain things. You have to, in a way, move forward. And as mm -hmm. you know, um, moving forward to me is is really something that I've been focusing on over the last couple of, of months. And mm -hmm. early on, before I even began the podcast, I was in bereavement groups that uh, some people had experience with others who had mentioned the term move on, which I roll my eyes and clench yep. my fists. I mm -hmm. don't like the term because you're not moving on. This is nothing that you're going to move on from. This is perhaps something that you will move through each and every day. So for me, the term moving forward makes much more sense because it is, it's just one step at a time. It's, it's yep. moving forward to the next step and never leaving that past behind that is rich history those are rich yeah. memories um and it that's extremely important uh for a message for all my listeners for all of the people who um who are supporting others that are going through grief that might not have had that experience themselves i really feel strongly they need to understand that it, grief does not have a deadline and does not have an end ending at in, in any sense. So moving forward, how at that age with the dynamic of your family, with your sisters, with your, your, uh, boyfriend at the time with your father, with extended family, how did that actually happen? The, the moving forward, not only based on the time of your life, but even the time of, of uh you know 2004 2005 you said yeah that was like that was a that was a while ago and although yeah. i would like to think that 1984 was only about 10 15 <laughs> years ago it it isn't and <laughs> right five technology the way that we grow everything yeah. that that our life and our world has been through and grown with has definitely changed. So back then, based on your age and the circumstances, how did you find a way to be able to move forward? That is a great question. How did we? I feel like it was constant trial and error. Absolutely. You know, That's a good what, answer. Oh. What work? Yes. What would work for me now? Um, you know, and okay, so that, that didn't work out. Let's see something else. And maybe it was, you know, I, I would go through therapy for a few months and, and mm -hmm. meet with a counselor. I yep. never did any groups that 
I feel like at the time without the internet, you know, we yeah. had it, but without Facebook, um, you know, I wasn't quite sure where to find a group. Um, but definitely in, in seeing a therapist, I am not too proud to admit that, you know, I, I take something to help with depression and anxiety and a small low dose daily is enough to help me get through. Um, my sister, on the other hand, is okay with not, you know, she manages through yoga and other ways of, of relieving her stress and, and moving on. Um, but really, yeah, trial and error. Um, once, once I graduated college, my mother passed and we were able to, to settle the dust a little bit. I got a job, <laughs> you know, so Man. that's, going to keep you busy. And I was yes. fortunate enough to join in with my now husband's family business. So that was working 50, 60 hours a week. In some ways that was pushing those feelings down. Sure. Um, but, but you weren't completely ignoring them because you said no. you, you had somebody to talk to and, and you guys exactly. as a family were freely talking. So that had yep. to help, but yes, yeah. life, you know, some people definitely bury themselves, but then in turn, don't talk to somebody and in turn, yeah. don't see a professional where you were doing right. both. And what I found to be really important to me is in moments that you feel your lowest, right. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when you kind of hit that ground level, um, I would give myself a day you want to stay in bed, stay in bed. Mm -hmm. You want to cry all day, go ahead and cry all day. But tomorrow mm -hmm. morning, your butt gets out of bed mm -hmm. and you get on. You're not going to be here day after day after day. You have to give yourself an end point and say, you know, this is it. It's a fresh new day and we're going to move on and start new. I like that. I like that a lot. A question for you. That was important. Question for you. Did you ever think to yourself, because I often do, this is not what my mother would want me to be doing? Mm. <sighs> Good question. So in, in turn, you know, and am I honoring her to her fullest? Um, this is not. I don't know. That's a good question. Well, you know, those days that you really were down, that you, have to, really you have to low. give yourself permission to be down, like you said, but right. while you were down and while you were saying to yourself, you know, tomorrow mm. you've got to get yourself back up at that point. Did you ever think to yourself? Yeah. And by the way, mom wouldn't want you to be this way. So yes and no, I, I felt like she, she didn't give her, I look at those days as the self-care days. Yes. That maybe that is just a moment that I need. And she was not good at that. So she didn't understand that. Sure. But now I feel like I, I feel good in myself and giving myself that self-care. Mm -hmm. So she might not have agreed with it, but because I know she was bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Were those tell. days of self-care one of the most important things that you did for yourself or was there yeah. something else that you did for yourself? No, I think that that's important. I think that we just need to let it all out sometimes Yes. instead of pushing it down. I think that we do need to let it out. Um, 
and and it is it is really good self care. Yes, I could have gone for a massage. I could have done <laughs> so many other things. But sometimes I feel like if I am, um, I, how do I want to describe it? If I feel kind of like an anger yes. raging inside of me, oh, you yes. know, yeah. I might just need to give myself a few hours of melting down. Yes, absolutely. Do you know the, I the... go ahead. Uh, I can't help but think sometimes, and I and I know you know, it's, it's not scientific and, and brain tumors, who knows how they really form, but there are definitely times that I can't help think that mental illness or needing help with mental illness. Did that cause this? Was there something that she couldn't help herself with that created this? I don't know. You know, I remember at the time, um, cell phones had really ramped up. Everybody had a cell phone. And, you know, the buzz at one point was, could this have come from her cell phone, you know, with with radiation and and whatnot, because it's something that we just didn't know much about at the time. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, But you can't help but wonder where did this come from? Um, My mother was very anxious she battled depression. She had these issues and she kept it inside. Mm. So I can't help but wonder, is that something It was the sign of the times and the generation she came from. Yes. We are completely different, which I think is wonderful. We, we need to push ourselves to talk to somebody to, to Mm. face these things and not to push them down, not to hide from them, because I don't think that does us any good if we do. And certainly one aspect of why this podcast even exists is to encourage people to talk, to um, learn from other people's experiences. And I think that's absolutely priceless to not, not ignore something. Mm. I have always felt too. My parents never had a a wonderful marriage. It's just (laughs) common knowledge for us. Um, And it's okay in that, but like you said, a sign of the times you know, divorce was never thought of, or, you know, you would never imagine leaving your spouse. She wouldn't think of leaving her husband. Was that a way? Was that a way that she needed to just, she needed to be happy, you know, and she needed to feel relaxed. And so not to get too religious, but, you know, maybe God took her and that was it. But then that also created our next season, our season with dad. Yep. So there's a yep. lot of that, you know, that, that what's important is that it keeps me going. I love the that, idea of the seasons, just the seasons of life and everything that happens mm-hmm. to us uh, changes into a different season. And even yeah. each experience is just another season. I think yep. that concept is a great concept because Oftentimes it's, it's truly helpful to change our mindset. And if somebody is out there struggling with a specific mindset that isn't working for them, perhaps just hearing you talk about the way that you guys have always dealt with changes in your life as a season, maybe Mm -hmm. that is something that they should consider because that could help. 
that could definitely help. Now, before we end this, because I want to be conscious of your time, I appreciate you giving me your your time today. Um, want to find out, is there anything else that you would like to talk about? Anything that we haven't hit upon? Anything that you were thinking about and hmm. believing that it could be important? You know, it's... I don't think so. I, I was thinking earlier of the different phases of, of life that I've been through, where it was, you know, planning a wedding, having children, and moving on through that. Um, and the only thing that I could think of was, you know, be be very aware of where where in those stages your kids may have needed their mom. Yeah. You know, and where if, if somebody isn't, you know, if you're sensing some attitude or, you know, a little bit of off emotion that maybe Mm -hmm. that that's just a moment in which they might realize that they needed her. Absolutely. Amen. That has actually happened a couple of times with the boys and and I've caught things and I've then asked at the right time, or at least at from my viewpoint, it was the right time, you know, how yeah. you doing, what's going on. And we've had, we've had talks, but it is tough because sometimes people can be very adept at hiding what their true emotions are. Yeah. And, uh, sometimes just somebody who can catch something and have a conversation with you can help you so very much in whatever Mm. you're going through. Sometimes uh, you don't want to talk to somebody, but more often than not, even at those times, if you do talk to somebody, it can actually help. And, And I stress for those people who are out there that are trying to support somebody Um, It goes hand in hand with what you just talked about is that sometimes you have to, you have to be conscious and aware of why somebody is acting or saying something and think to yourself, was this because of, you know, they are missing their mother right now. And in question to yourself, how is it possible that you could help in that situation? And usually it's not, Usually it's not a a perfect answer. And many times, oftentimes, it's not even a answer that directly uh, relates to or talks about that that issue at that moment with that person. Maybe it's just you being there. Maybe it's just you showing up. Maybe it's just you texting that particular day and not confronting that, oh, I think you're having a problem. What is it? But hey, you want to meet out and have coffee Grab and all coffee. they need is time yep. and give them the time to bring it up themselves or just give them your time and yeah. you might be helping somebody you never know it's so true it's so true well thank you so much for <laughs> coming you. on the show i appreciate all the details wow we covered an awful lot of stuff and <laughs> at times it feels like it's just the tip of the iceberg right it really does. It's complicated. It's so complex. It really and it's 17 years later. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. still complex. Yeah. Um, that's why it's it's so hard, like you said, to talk about moving forward. 
moving on. Um, she will always be my mother. Yep. She will always be a part of, she gave me life. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so, all that history still matters. Exactly. It doesn't matter how many years later. Totally agree. Well, thank you again. But Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to express my appreciation to Angela for taking the time and chatting with me today. Her viewpoint on the seasons of life is wonderfully refreshing and something I'm sure we can all aspire to live ourselves. And thank you, my friends, for joining me today on today's episode. Please don't hesitate to connect with me via email and give me your feedback on any episode or ideas for future episodes. Contact me, Tim, at journeytograteful.com. You can also call or leave me a voicemail or text me directly, 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please share this with someone you know. Hop onto our Facebook and Instagram pages for inspiration and support and become part of the conversation over on social. And as I say goodbye, I'd like to share a quote from Robert Byrne. The purpose of life is a life of purpose. Now, as I navigate my grief, I need to examine, I need to wonder, in fact, if I am focusing on living a life with purpose, or am I just going through the motions? I'm certainly refocusing my life right now to do just that and make sure that I'm living a life with purpose. This is certainly what Colleen would want, and it it sure is how I need to set an example for my kids. Let me ask, are you doing the same or are you not quite able to take a step forward each day through your loss? I get it. Some days are harder than others. Sometimes we get stuck, but we need to be able to measure our life in the way that we handle diversity and how we show others to do the same. Together, let's focus on trying to live a life with purpose. Thank you again for joining me on today's show and please know that my wish for you is to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.